Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Hello and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church by the local church. My name is Josh Loftus, and I'm here with my super super late, as oh, always, friend geez. Jack Berry. You know, just like an officer, just this like not an officer true. to this leave, not true. just like a captain to leave the grunt men waiting, ah! wondering what we're supposed to be doing, and who are we waiting on? We're waiting on the captain. That's who we're waiting on. Thanks for finally showing up. I mean, like finally. I an hour and a half. Hey, late. You think I'm late. God wants me to be on this Don't time. Don't pull Gandalf <laughs> on me. <laughs> a captain is never late. He arrives precisely when he Don't don't pull that on me. Oh, you I said will. you I'll said, "Josh, I'll meet you at I'll meet you at our place. Meet me at our spot." <laughs> <laughs> At twelve thirty, would you would you go into a rabbit hole there? Who? Not, I don't. I don't <laughs> That's know. All, oh, you're just At twelve thirty. You got here at like one forty. No, no, <laughs> it was closer to two. Josh is so mad. I'm not mad. I'm just like, <sighs> I just don't feel respected. <laughs> I feel like my what? time. I feel like the time and effort. That I put in is just like ah, it's you know what? It's just Josh. All I gotta say it's is just Josh. you can yeah. blame the United States Postal Service for keeping me that long. So, as far as as excuses go, that's not the worst <laughs> because it's the government. So anytime you tell me I can blame the government for something, I'm gonna go for it. I mean, oh so gosh. yeah, you know what works for me. <laughs> but the point is, you're here. The point is, we are together. We are finally able to record and life is good i've got flannel on it's beautiful like blusty blustery weather i can't talk blustery weather outside yeah and it's like all like all's good in the hood man everything's good everything's fine i forgive you for being late (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) what's going on with you man (laughs) um dealing with the the dramedies that is 
do I have a job or not? Um, <laughs> You're still I waiting do, on that? Which I do. Um, it's just honestly like long range funding issues um, in all things. Whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. So. But hopefully there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Like like you got some that interviews, right? You got some, some interviews in the. In I the mean, room. here's the thing. Like another reason to be mad at the government, like funding, <laughs> right? Whenever your job is dependent on government funding, you know, like you know, better just hang on to this because uh, I don't know how yeah. long this is going to be around. Plus, plus too, like there was some, there was some. I would talk to Josh about this. There's some other things too where it's like. I don't have to give in to every single option that's presented to me, especially when <laughs> certain options stink at benefits too. So. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So, Josh yeah, is trying not, to. Josh is trying to I'm, help me out. I well, well, Bryce was already asking our friend Bryce here. I was already asking where Josh Jack is was. trying to pull a John Calvin on me. I, to Michael <laughs> Cervantes. <laughs> Bryce is who I got the <laughs> the officer illustration from. It's like I'm, oh, I'm, I'm also, over. Yeah, I'm sitting over here. I'm sitting over here waiting. I'm sitting over here waiting for orders, and I'm the freaking like, captain Josh won't get, come out of the. Josh doesn't know the, the captain's in culture. the the captain's in the latrine, <laughs> and I'm sitting here waiting for you to be done. What do you mean? I don't know military culture. Like I, I grew up around. What are you talking about? I don't know. There's I, I okay, fine. I wasn't in the military. But I have lots of friends that were. That's, That's true. That sounds like such a douchey thing to say, too. Like, <laughs> I didn't like, serve. Well, but I, know I didn't, I didn't did. personally serve, but I'm you know, I've got a lot I'm of gonna, friends uh, that do. I'm gonna. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because <laughs> that's <laughs> totally the same thing. <laughs> People aren't gonna thank like, Josh well, for his service, yeah, but it's actually the guy behind him. <laughs> oh man, I'm not personally a police officer, but I, you know, a lot of my friends are cops. <laughs> so. Oh, oh my goodness! All right. Well, hopefully, you know, within a month or so here, you will still have your job. Oh, I will um, up until did, the academic. Didn't they year. like extend it to like January or something like that? I think it's June when the next academic or when the next fiscal year starts, and so the fiscal year. Basically, it's like no, yeah. I'm not going to go into the minutia of that, but yes, up until about June, I think. All right, it's probably that right. time frame. But well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad things are being worked out. That is a good yeah. thing because it's super annoying when you are in that limbo. And I know that yeah. from personal experience. That, yeah. that limbo ain't fun. Yeah. But anyway, what are we here to talk about today, Jack? Uh, you forgot, didn't you? No, I did not. <laughs> um, encouraging, encouraging your pastor, that's your local right. pastor. That's exactly right. Um, or your pastors, if you shall. Elders. Your elders. Slash yes. pastors. Yes. Same thing. Same diff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we're we're talking about today the importance of um, us as church members, mm-hmm. right? Those that are under the authority of elders and pastors, taking the time out of our days um, to encourage those who the Lord has called into church leadership. Yeah. Right. Um, and this isn't actually just pastors, like anybody that the Lord has called into any type of ministry at all. There are specific stresses that come with that. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. That um, are pretty unique to that to that that vocation, that calling. Right. Yeah. The 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 issues that people have to deal with when you're in ministry are a very it's a very unique set of of struggles. Right. Yeah. Um, every job has struggles. Right. Every job has stresses and things that need to be dealt with. But 
when you are specifically dealing with, you know, with people, <laughs> and then people in the context of the church, yeah, um, that job can be very, very stressful. I think for a lot of reasons. One, just because working with people and dealing with the issues that they have, the things they're going through in their life, like that has a weight, right? Um, There's a lot of weight that comes with that when you are called to be one of the main individuals that helps to bear the burdens of others, Mm -hmm. right? Um, The element of leading a church spiritually is a huge uh, is a huge burden. <laughs> it's a high calling. It's a good calling, as we know from scripture. But, but it's huge, and there's a weight, right? Yeah. Um, you have a lot of issues wrapped up in the identity of being a pastor or an elder or someone in, you know, any type of uh, leadership position within uh, within ministry. A lot of identity can go into that. Yeah. Right. That if if the church is you know, small in numbers or, you know, I didn't preach a good sermon this year or I, or I misspoke here, right? A lot of those things can be taken personally, right? Mm-hmm. And you can like directly take that and just internalize it and it becomes part of who you are, right? Yeah, I think also too, just when a pastor preaches on Sunday and then may not get affirmed or they don't see like the fruit of them encouraging their congregation, they don't see that on a daily basis or... It's not reciprocated uh, to them. They could grow like, did that really work? Did Was what I exegeted out of the text really something that landed with people? Or, right, like uh, was it even going, profitable? Or are you going into Doubt City there? Um, so there's stuff like that. There's also stuff, um, I mean, I think encouraging a pastor is kind of a two-way street too. Um you know, members can uh, initiate that encouragement to their pastors and pastors can initiate that encouragement to their uh, congregation as well, too. And so there's an element of that. But then there's an element, too, where it's like, you know what? Honestly, I'm I'm very grateful in this season of life because um, we don't have the biggest congregation. We don't have the flashiest things. We don't have all these you know, flashy elements to our church. But one thing that'll just kind of blow your socks off every single time is just how our pastors go about preaching the word Lord's day in Lord's day out and consistently giving you solid biblical principle and preaching every single Lord's day. And so That's what I'm really thankful for, and that's what's really encouraging. And then also the way that we do communion. I have not seen – I think that's another way that we can actually encourage our pastors too is through communion, especially the way that you do it. Um, We do it in a way where our local church has three tables that are set up, and each pastor is at a table. And the congregation gathers around that table, and then the pastor exhorts the, the, um, the members or the attendees in that way the attendees are Christian. <laughs> it's a key right. thing. Um, Non-Christians do not take communion. <laughs> no, no. We, aren't, uh, we aren't closed communion, yeah. but, but we're... We're, we're, uh, we're pretty not, guarding not around open community. Yeah, either, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Whatever's in the middle. Like, yeah. you, ha- you have to be a Christian. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's the element where we have that. And then even sometimes, just like this last Sunday, I prayed for our time when we were at the table doing communion and just... 
hearing the kind of sigh of encouragement from my pastor while I was there too really helped out. And so there's things that you can do like week in, week out, texts, calls, little gift things here yeah, and there. Yes. Yeah. Stuff so, like that. So let's get into some of these, right? Absolutely. Um, when I, things that I know encouraged me, right? When I was in that position and Lord willing, will come into that position again. Um, one of the best ways that you can encourage your pastor and one of the primary ways you can encourage your pastor is by showing up actually being there on Sunday morning when the doors are open yes. fellowshipping with your church yes right um, although you know not to say that the health of the church is judged by the numbers that's not what we're saying yeah but when people don't show up mm-hmm Right, like when members don't show up yeah. to the corporate gathering on on the Lord's Day, yeah, it's a discouraging thing. Now, obviously, there's reasons why you can't show up and things like that, whether sickness or, you know, just schedules conflict. Right, right. We aren't talking about the the off thing that happens. Right. Um, what we're talking about is when there is a lack of consistent gathering. That is a very discouraging thing for a pastor to observe. Yeah. Right, and it's really really important. Um, that we gather as a community of Christians on the Lord's Day. Not only are we commanded to do it, right? Like we are, we are. Um, yeah. But what an encouragement it is to the leadership of that church when they see their people gathering yeah. with them on the Lord's Day and making the Lord's Day gathering a priority. It's yeah. so encouraging. Yeah, I just have those. Every time a Lord's Day comes up. I feel like pastors, you can prove me wrong on this, Josh, or not. I was a deacon, and so I still felt this, too, as a deacon in previous roles as a deacon. But it always felt like the Psalms of Ascent felt like appropriate on a Lord's Day because you're all going, you're ha- you're you're spiritually going up towards the throne and worshiping, right? And in Jerusalem, you went Marching up the hill. to Zion. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful Zion. In the, I think it's the Passover. They would all march together up to Jerusalem, to the Temple Mount. And so that's that feeling that I have every Sunday. Like, we're going up to the throne yeah. to worship all we together. We are going to worship. And, you know, hopefully... As a pastor, hopefully you're encouraged that your people are around you, your congregation is around you, you know, kind of ushering you to that worship time and encouraging you through that too. So, 100%. Yeah. So, show up, right? Yeah. Actually actually be there, be present, be involved, right? That's that's a huge encouragement. Uh, another one that I think is super encouraging, something that, su- that really encouraged me um, is... Those words and deeds of affirmation. Yep. Because this is something that most pastors struggle with, and I know that I did a Mm. lot, right? You can preach a sermon or whatever, and it doesn't matter how many compliments or encouraging words you get. You get one negative comment or you get that long email that just rips you. It ruins it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Those negative comments and those negative words are mm-hmm. the ones that we think about, the ones that you dwell on, and those are the ones that stick, sadly. Yeah. It right? shouldn't be that way, but that's how it is, right? What I'm not saying 
is that the pastor should be looking for brownie points. Yeah. Or that he should be he should be looking for you know words of praise and, and affirmation to to you know puff up him himself. There's this funny story. I th- I think it was it was might have been John Owen. I forget who it was, but it was one of those you know Calvin Owen Spurgeon somebody. A story is told about they just finished preaching a sermon, and then one of the congregants came up and said, "Pastor, that was a fantastic sermon." And their response was, "I know the devil already told me." <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's like, oh my goodness, right? So there is a distinction whether or not you are a pastor or not. That you should not be preaching for the affirmation of men, but yeah. for the glory of God, sure. right? But if you are a congregant and you are being blessed and fed by that pastor's work and that pastor's faithfulness to exegete the text correctly, to show the glory of the gospel through the text, to convict you and to encourage you in the gospel, right? Yeah. That deserves encouragement. Yeah. And a spurring on to thank you, please continue. Yeah, because, I mean, pastors have this hard task of, depending on how many pastors are in your pulpit um, and what the rotation schedule is, hopefully you have that, by God's grace, um, you're putting in in a week, really timely exegesis and commentary and research into something that's crafted as a gift to your people that's supposed to spiritually encourage them and help them throughout the week. Like, I think this kind of goes back to, like, you. I know you love cooking, and you like to cook really good. Sure. So it's like, I'm not going to skip on the cooking, you know? So it's kind of like... Think of it as you are a person showing up to the the meal, the supper, if you will. I mean, that's kind of there's metaphorical yeah, things going yeah, on there yeah, no, yeah, um, it works. on a Sunday. But like you're showing up to the supper like and you appreciate this meal that's being prepared for you. That's the same way that a pastor is doing. He is spiritually preparing this spiritual meal for you. And. Hopefully you reciprocate by saying, you know, I really liked how you did this or how you put this together or just giving those little kind of nuggets of affirmation too, because that's what really helps to say, am am I hitting kind of where the congregation is at or am I completely just everything's going over their heads? <laughs> so um, a lot of the times I will say specifically, hey, I really appreciated how you put that in there because it really pertains to myself or my generation or the season of life that I'm going through right now. So since, since being in ministry and I don't think it requires someone to be in ministry to have this mentality, Mm -hmm. but, but being in ministry helped kind of foster this in my head. I want to be that individual in the local church to where, when my pastors see me walking up to them. Yeah. They are excited, yeah, because they know they're going to get encouragement. Because we all have those individuals, and when they see, when we see them walking up, we're like, "Oh, here it comes, here we go." <laughs> Excuse me, because all that happens is I, either a negative comment or here's where you miss this, here's where you miss this, this is where I disagree with this, right? Um, and that wears on a pastor, right? Sure. I want to be that individual that has those words of encouragement and life, yeah. life-giving yeah. to my 
elders and to my pastors, right? I don't want to be the one that they see walking up. And you're like, oh, here comes Josh. Brace yourself, right? I want them to be able to open up and yeah. to and to anticipate the peace and the love and the encouragement that that I want to give them, right? Yeah. I think that's super important, and that's a mentality I think we as church members need to have for our leadership, right? Um, another way uh, is by taking the time to bless our leaders in ways that um, perhaps they aren't able to bless themselves, like coffee or some gifts yeah. or, hey, we made you dinner or here's a gift certificate, right? I'm not I'm not saying that you, know, you need to sp- just spend a whole bunch of money on your pastors. Yeah. Like, like, I understand that, but understand that they are people with the same cares and insecurities and frustrations as we are. And how encouraged are we when someone's like, hey, I want to take you out to coffee just to hang out. Yeah. And like coffee's on me. Yeah. Like that's super encouraging. Yeah. You know, uh, it hasn't happened yet. But when Jack's like, hey, Josh, you know, I'll buy you a cigar. Um, maybe- <laughs> Josh is really milking this. <laughs> Josh is really. Josh, I think Josh, I think Josh has been praying that? about this for a month because I just paid off my car. So now I have some income to now like. <laughs> You know, some flexible income, if you will. That's right. I'm hoping. I'm hoping some of that extra cachiche comes my way. But <laughs> all joking aside, all joking aside, it blesses people if you have the means and ability to do that, uh-huh. right? Maybe you don't. So maybe your way of giving that gift is sending that email, or telling them, sending them a text. Hey, I'm praying for you. I appreciate you. Thank you for for serving us in this way. And be specific. Right. Tell them specifically how the Lord has used them and why you're thankful. Yeah. And again, this isn't like Jack and I aren't saying try to puff up the pride of your pastor or to somehow give them an ego trip or their self-esteem or any junk like that. We're talking about gospel centered encouragement that Uh frankly, all Christians are are supposed to do for each other. Yep. Absolutely. I think you just nailed everything on the head. I mean, really, it comes. I think it just comes down to the gospel is sharing gospel at the least you can do is share gospel encouragement with each other um but man i tanks empty i i i got nothing left i got no i got uh i got no bullets left in my uh my magazine there. Josh. There you go. You got a club sandwich staring <laughs> at you in the true. face. That's yep. probably what yep. you're thinking about. Jack's like, let's just end this episode so I can eat this club sandwich because I've been staring at it for the last 20 minutes. But we're only 20 minutes into the app. I suppose it could be a short app. But uh, um, r- real quick, Jack, what are some what are some practical ways that you specifically have found to be most effective in encouraging your pastors? I really tell them. Um, how their sermons are impacting me and how their sermons are meeting me week in, week out. If a, if a pastor preaches, I, we're in the book of Ruth right now, and I have never heard the book of Ruth being preached like this before in my life, and it's really refreshing and really just encouraging. And so every sermon I'm hearing, it's like, guys, I don't know what you're doing, but it's great. Like, this is how th- I'm thankful that you did not fall into the trappings that typical other maybe celebrity pastors have done with the book of Ruth, but you're actually taking the time to put it in the context of now 
but also showing the nuances of the ancient and also how God is working in the text and how he's working through our lives. And so really it's like taking the time to say, hey, I appreciate the time and the effort and the work that you put into crafting those sermons because they're really encouraging me. So that's been what I've been doing lately. And sometimes that happens simply after uh, a service or even just a text as well too. So Well, and and it in it it enriches the relationship you have with your pastors. Yeah. Right? Because whether whether you like it or not and whether it it it's sad that it happens, but it does happen when when a relationship is defined primarily on the basis of uh, of like uh, negativity, yeah, right. Or I know this person's going to come up and tell me everything that I did wrong. Mm. That's going to affect the richness, the closeness, and the uh, depth yeah. of that relationship, yeah. right? And that's not just with pastors and congregants. That's honestly with everybody, uh-huh. right? Like, if Jack and I didn't like each other and we were just <laughs> mad at each other all the time. There's two grumpy old guys just from the Muppets. Seriously, <laughs> stuffing their face with fries. On the balcony laughing at people. Seriously, well, yeah, Hort, Waldorf and whatever. <laughs> uh, Statler. That, that, that's yeah. what it is, Statler and Waldorf. Yeah. That's going to affect the relationship, mm-hmm. right? And that's going to cause an unnecessary rift, right? And again, I'm not saying that you can't disagree with your pastor on anything. But even when you do, even if there's something that you deem worthy enough or large enough to bring to them, yeah, right, how you do it's really important. Absolutely. And you can still do it in an encouraging way, right? I have found personally that when I disagree with somebody, I have much better results when I go to the person asking for clarification yeah. so that I can better understand and start a dialogue that way versus you said this, let me tell you why you're wrong. Yeah, that yeah. that doesn't that doesn't start good convos. Yeah, even just having conversations um, and talking things out, because I think too your pastors want to know. It's like, hey, what do you think about that? Like, what what do you think about what's going on here? Within every city has its own different quirks, and even the churches within that city that sometimes you partner with do things that are questionable and it's just like um did you see that like what do you think about that sure yeah not to be yeah. a gossip but it's like hey it's like we do go back to this idea Josh and I have talked about this like what you win them to so what you, or what what you win them with is what you win them to yeah 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 um so we've talked about this idea a lot and if local churches that you're partnering with are winning trying to win people over with a variety of different lights means and glamour and fog that, machines. Yeah, that are a little bit suspect. Um, it's like, hey, it's like, w- do you know why they're doing that? Like, honest question. Sometimes it's like, no, I really don't. Um, I know it's easy sometimes where in this season, this last year and a half or so, or even going on two years now for crying out loud, where it's been like people are declining and leaving the church. It is easy to try and go into this trapping of, ooh, let's be attractional, you know, versus preaching the gospel week in, week out, and also using the gospel as the means, you know, yeah, let's as be, not the means to the your church. end, but just let's as the, the means. Let's <laughs> be the church. What was it? Uh, we, uh, I forget who said it 
uh, let's be the church for people that don't like church or something like that. Oh my gosh, that's a, was that Wes? I think that was Wes when yeah. he visited. Yeah, yeah, he was telling dude. us about a church. Wes, dude, <laughs> Wes lost his mind, dude. But yeah, it was awesome. It was at this but table too. It was he at lost this table. Mind. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was rightly show. I love Wes so much. Wes, if you're listening, the charity listens. Love you, man. Wes was 100 percent correct. People who market like that, it yeah, it's horrible. Because here's the thing. If you're marketing your church, this is completely off topic. We, yeah. We've jumped the shark at this point. But if you're marketing your church with anything other than the truth of the gospel, which by definition is not very marketable in yeah. our culture, let's be honest, I think you're missing the mark. I, th- yeah. I think you're missing it. I, I know. And it, at that point, it's not marketing. We're a church for people who don't like church. It's more like... Okay, just stick with the gospel and then minister to different people based upon what they've gone through and certain yes. traumas that they've had. Because some people have been through very traumatizing things in different congregational settings, and they are probably not going to be at uh, you know your Lord's Day gathering every single Sunday. But you got to minister that to them somehow. So well, and let's be honest, you're taking advantage of the pain people have gone through and using it as a marketing mm-hmm. shtick. There you go, my friend. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, there's a there's an untapped market of hurt people. Let's let's see how we can capitalize oh, on their man. hurt. Yeah. In order to get them through the doors. I mean, that's, dude, that's first get of out all, of here with that. First of all, be gone with thee. Um, <laughs> get thee behind me. <laughs> yeah. Make a church. Yeah. Um, second of all, that's going into everything that we don't want to be as far as consumeristic. Uh, and preying upon people, like, don't do that. Please, Lord, don't do that. Yeah, it's just, that's, I know that's that's down a different rabbit hole in a different episode. It is, it is, it is. Yeah. Which is, which is probably actually another topic, don't another podcast people topic. people that way. Don't even try to reach people that way, period. No, 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 it's not effective. But anyway, that is a completely different podcast topic that we just completely rabbit hole down. Back to encouraging your pastors <laughs> as we wrap up. Um it's important that we strive as church members to be encouraging um, and to invest in our pastors' lives the way that they are investing in ours. Yep. Because there's a lot of investing mm-hmm. that they are that they are administering yep. <laughs> through the preaching of the word, sacraments, being a part of your life, counseling, right, leading the church spiritually. There's a lot that goes into it. And we as members of that of that specific church, I think, have a very specific and a very awesome opportunity and calling to be encouraging to our pastors in ways that they need, right? Not to puff them up or any of that junk, but to come alongside them and be like, hey, we appreciate what you are doing. We want to encourage you in it so that you are able to keep doing it, yeah. <laughs> right? And that's super, super important. I think it's it's vital for us to do, and it's a it's a worthy thing for a church member. Amen. Well, there we go. Jack, get us out of here. I, I thought you were going to say stay fresh, cheese bag. <laughs> Dude, that's our... So anybody who follows our Insta, I posted a meme. Oh, that's so funny. And that would be an amazing sign-off, dude. <laughs> if our if our sign-off was stay fresh, cheese bag. <laughs> if, you, oh, if, if, if you don't know what we're talking about, you have to go to our the Reformatory Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter 
to get the joke. That's the only way you're really going to get it because I really can't explain it over the air. Yes. But Stay Fresh Cheese Bags would be an amazing sign-off. That's yes, all folks. I have to say for As that. Josh said, you can uh, catch us all on the sociables, uh, the tweaker. The metaverse. Oh, my gosh. The metaverse. The, the metaverse of Zuxite, um, which will probably go down in the next 24 hours somehow. I'm still I'm still riding that train. You're never going to let it go? Um and also the Instagram, if you will. It tastes really good with marshmallow and chocolate. So It does. Um, you can catch us uh, at the tag at Reformatory Pod. Josh, you can tell the lovely people how they can possibly give us some kashisha, if you will. If they want. If, you know, if so, give If they it. want. If so, uh, led. If, if so, led. If you feel I'll the Lord so leading to- you. I'll be so token on that. Oh, if my so goodness. Led. Yeah. Uh, if you feel led by the Spirit to encourage this podcast by means of monetary means by means of monetary means we do have a patreon um for the cost of five dollars a month which is super super cheap uh, you too could become a patron of the podcast and your name shall be hallowed 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 in the halls of this podcast that's a pledge we make to you you can encourage us by prayer we really appreciate that and especially if you're on apple scroll down Give us a like, or excuse me, a review five and some five stars. We really appreciate five that. Five stars, five souls, baby. Right? Five stars, five souls. We'll keep that train running. That, that, that's another good one. So we really do appreciate everyone who takes the time to do that because it gets this podcast out to more people. You appreciate Jack and I's attempts to make the local church central in the life of the, of the believer. We would really appreciate you guys doing that. And we would be encouraged if you would do that. We really would. So on that note. We thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you on the next step of The Reformatory. Mm-hmm.